great to have you with us this morning and good to see you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking, John. Good, good, good. to see you as well. And how have you been coping during lockdown and uni life and everything? Uh, I've been coping decently well, I can say. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been up and down, but yeah. I forgot what kind of lockdown number this is because first lockdown, um, it was pretty new, so we had to adapt to everything mm -hmm. else. But it was back and forth now, and yeah. uh, getting to adapt through the situation and everything else now, it's kind of like the cycle of life, and yeah. sort of gotten used to it now, and I've got my own schedule now, and university is going on well, and studying right. online as well, so good. everything is yeah. good so far. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Clyde, tell us a bit about your childhood. You're, you're a grown man now, um, and obviously... Um, following a university career, and we'll talk about that in a while, but, but what about the, the young Clive? So, the young Clive is an interesting one, which uh, up until today now, I still take a reflection and look back and ask myself questions, how and why this took place, because uh, growing up, I grew up in, in, inside a, a household where my father's a minister and provided his job uh, he had to move around, so get mm. stationed around mm. into different places. So for me, childhood for me has been uh, an exper ex experiment of living from one place to another, making new mm. friends, meeting new people, and uh, formulating my own identity as pair. Uh, I say that because at one point I used to, I grew up in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. that's where I was born. I was born, I'm not going to disclose my age, but uh, in the 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was born in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, I was born in the 90s in Zimbabwe uh, and uh, I, play, I, I, I played some time in, in, in Blawayo, um, which is the second capital city of, of Zimbabwe, and then spent some time, about five years, in Harare when we moved, when Dad was, uh, was, was stationed as a minister. So for me, my childhood has been, you know, a lot of learning, a lot of moving around uh, and a lot of fun because for me, that gave me an exposure to learn two different languages, mm -hmm. which, which are the main languages of Zimbabwe. So for mm -hmm. me, getting that exposure as well has been really great. So you've got two languages you own then. Two, yeah. yeah two, as well two, as English. As well as English. So three. So, three, yeah. yeah, so, so, so yeah. I can speak the native languages. I can... You know, uh, I, I can place myself in different regions mm. and relate with people mm. and most importantly make connections from all over the place around where I yeah. was born. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's just like a highlight of my childhood. Right. Really. So how was for you, we've heard from your dad, how was for you coming to this country? How was that as an experience? The time around I came to this country, I was 15 years. And I think 15 here, you are transitioning from I think year 10 to year 11 mm. you know doing GCSE so that's an important age mm. and time when you're about to write your examinations so for me I was at that stage where I was prepared uh, back home back in Zimbabwe and moving to this country with no friends not knowing who I'm gonna meet not knowing anything was just completely new it was something I was excited about, but afraid about as well, mm. because it's like I was leaving everything that I had behind. My mm. friends, 
most importantly my family as well um, but I was excited for the new beginning mm. so it was mixed emotions really moving here mm. but I was more, more I think I was I'm more likely on the optimistic side where I was looking forward to the opportunity yeah. that brought me here and you know starting afresh uh, and finding out life uh, what it's like living mm. in the UK mm. Well, your middle name is Mr. Positive. <laughs> yeah, your middle name is Dexter. So, so how was it when you got here? Because obviously, I mean, you travelled anyway, so you you were used to the migrating, if you like, around, yes. around Zimbabwe. But here, how was it when you got here? Was it what you were hoping for? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll firstly describe that from the first moment I got on the plane, right? Go on. Because I was, I was like, okay, we're going. Okay, when I was growing up, I used to think, okay. UK and the States that pretty much the same right mm. got on the plane I was hoping okay we'll be there shortly it was like an eight-hour flight but then there was stopovers mm. but however I remember up until now I was like okay from the moment that I was eating food on the plane mm. from the moment that I got outside Heathrow Airport welcomed by um, the people from the church I was like this is breathtaking mm -hmm. just seeing a big city big buildings skyscrapers uh, you know, that whole new feeling was was refreshing because it, it was something that I was always used to seeing on TV. Yeah. But now that okay, I'm actually experiencing it in reality, it's like wow, that wow mm. factor was upon me. Mm. So yeah, that was like the first time landing here in the UK, and I was just so taken away by the by the whole experience on its own. So right, yeah. Okay. And a few years on now, just a couple. <laughs> just a couple. Just a couple. How is it now for you? Are you still feeling? Did you feel that you settled? I, I suppose I feel like I, I have settled in the sense mm. that I, I know my ground now. Mm. And um, having spent time here, about well, 10 years now, uh, a decade, it means that I have established friendships, relationships. And a ground that I can firmly hold on to mm. in terms of the direction and where I would position myself in. So I, I firmly believe that I'm in a better position than mm. I was if I was to reflect upon the first day that I came here. Not knowing what I want to do, not knowing what the future might hold. Mm. And now I have kind of a sense and direction of mm. what the full picture looks like. So it's interesting, I mean... I didn't travel from Zimbabwe, but I grew up in Wales and I came to London. And there's always that question about where you have your identity. Now, I, I would probably say my identity is still stronger in Wales than it is here, even though I've lived here longer than I lived in Wales in my childhood years. For you, where would you, put your, where would you identify with? Would you say you were Zimbabwean? Would you say you were British? Or would you say you're a bit of both? Or something different? I love mathematics, so statistically it's 51% Zimbabwean and 49% here, so... <laughs> so it's getting close to... It's you getting can close. decide. <laughs> I can't decide, uh, yeah. because some days it just depends really, because having spent an adulthood time mm. here, I knew I, I can make decisions on my own, mm. because I think part of identity sometimes, uh, I have a feeling that if it's placed upon you when you're a little child, mm. you don't have that, that choice. Mm. But now, because I am older and growing up here, mm. spending majority of the time, I can make that decision 
and I kind of know where I stand with that decision. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And if you don't mind me asking, is it tough being a black man in this country at the moment? There's lots being said about race at the moment in the media. Is it tough or is it something that, that you've not found that to be the case? To be frankly with you, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, as a black man myself, uh, I, I experienced the, the toughness from the first moments that I actually started school. Mm. I was coming from Africa and mm. uh, there's, there's that thing when people look at you, you look differently and you speak differently as well. So mm. not only do you look differently, but you speak differently. So it's like people, they measure you or they perceive you in a different way and mm. they look at you and they take you as that yeah. and they treat you as that. So it's challenging from a way of treatment. Mm. But it's cha also challenging from a way of within. So mm. I suppose there are many opportunities that are out there. Mm. But I know that they are kind of limited to a person who looks like me. Mm. A person who's me. Who's like me. But um, I haven't taken that personally. What I have done and what I've learned over the course is that, yes, I am black. And I have to embrace it because that's who I am. However, I'm not going to let that hold me when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to something that I want to do. Mm -hmm. However, I'm going to use my difference as a starting point so that I can bring something that we have in common. Mm -hmm. So I take, I take you, for example, in terms of the world of work. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that you know, certain opportunities, they're not disclosed as pair. But it's, 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 it's now the opportunity and time to change that narrative mm. and to also bring across conversations about race, about diversity, about inclusions on people mm. who also look like me. Because following on, there'll be others who are just as younger who would be looking forward to get to, into a position mm. of influence or a position where they look to create a positive impact. So at the end of the day, I feel like it's a challenge, but it's an interesting challenge mm. that poses Good. an opportunity as well. Yeah, it's good. You talked about changing the narrative. Do you think we need to change the narrative in the church? The church is an interesting place to have a conversation around changing the narrative because mm. I believe when I, 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 I've been reading the Bible, we are all seen as one mm. and, and, and God looks at us as equal. Mm. He causes as children. Yeah. I've never seen a reference in the Bible where, okay, so you're a black child or you're a white child. No, we're just mm -hmm. seen as equal. And I think going back, if we look back at how the Bible treats us and how the Bible uses its language mm -hmm. to present us, then I think we have an opportunity to open a discussion. But however, I understand that there's differences. And within those differences, it's important to understand where people come from mm. so that we can be at a point where we can relate. Because sometimes if you can't relate from where people come from, we will have distortions. We will have yeah. our own perspectives mm. rather than to actually experience or listen to people's stories from a first-hand mm. perspective. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. And And... You've mentioned the Bible. How did you find your own faith? Because everybody's got their own faith, whatever it is. But yeah. how did you find your faith? So I grew up in the church because mm. my, my, my father's a minister. But uh, You can't really avoid it then. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's tough, I can say. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Um, 
but I think for me, the first time I, I, I identified with faith was uh, a, a moment when I got to understand that there's somebody greater than me. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, around the age of, I think, eight or mm -hmm. seven or eight. Uh, I can't remember exactly. But around that age, and I got to an understanding that, you know, that there's more to life and I have to believe in somebody greater. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was uh, something that was uh, pushing me towards faith. And mm -hmm. I think that's around the time when I actually started to embrace more into the church mm -hmm. and, you know, f have that feeling, uh, you know, that there is mm -hmm. um faith or there is God and um, moving on forwards from that that's when I started to take that journey seriously mm -hmm. uh, and continued towards my Christian journey uh, either through the church or even outside as mm -hmm. well uh, and holding on to that steady faith mm -hmm. and, and, and does that still nourish you faith yes yes it, it, mm -hmm. it, it, it nourishes me in, in all different angles because mm -hmm. um it helps me to to direct my focus mm. because the way that I look at it is that love your neighbor as you love yourself right mm. it's it's my it's not only my favorite verse but it's something that helps me to move or to live accordingly because if I am able to treat others in an equal way I'm able to act justly I'm able mm. to to think through things before I just do them yeah and for me that is the first step that helps me to identify with my, with my faith aside mm. from everything because if I am able to treat one another or other people the way that I want to be treated, I'm acting with love and love covers all mm. things and love is the greatest command of, commandment of all. So for me, it's, it's, it's a way that creates a compass and directs yeah. me in everything mm. that I do. What makes you angry? I've never experienced that one actually uh, people <laughs> taking my, my parking place <laughs> uh, as a person who hardly gets angry I think uh, it, it takes a lot for me to get to mm -hmm. a state where, where, where I'm angry but I'll say annoyed really mm. I, I, I'll get annoyed if things do not go well the way that I have expected or planned to go mm. i'll give you a perfect example back in high school right, if i practiced my studying and you know revised and i did my exam mm. and the results they don't come the way that i expected them mm. i surely would get annoyed i surely mm. would get angry but at the same time i ask myself why is there anything i can do if there's mm. anything i can't do with that situation then it's fine i have to move on but if there's something i can do then i'll look and dig deeper within what's causing me that anger. To drive to do your best. And exactly. If you don't do your best, you feel sad about that. I feel sad about yeah. that. Yeah. So. so you're doing a degree. Tell us about what your degree is about at a level that we can understand. <laughs> it's not as complicated. Um, so uh, I'm studying business management. Right. It's an undergraduate course, mm -hmm. three-year course, and I'm in my final year at the mm -hmm. moment. And the good thing about my degree course is that it's quite open in terms of the level of business that I'm mm. studying so it's it's an open degree where I study at a business college mm -hmm. and the specific modules that I learned they range from finance marketing operations sales mm -hmm. so predominantly I'm studying a business management degree 
So just in case there's anyone out here offering you a job, what sort of jobs are you looking for? You never know. My, <laughs> um, my, my focus is, is, is building relationships mm -hmm. and, and, and maintaining them. Mm -hmm. So a client focus roles and customer roles right. um, yeah. where I'm able to bring people together and, and have that discussion around mm -hmm. communication. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so business management uh, with, with, well, business development with uh, sales and marketing. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody's looking for a, <laughs> a, a, a good business management one, if you email the church website, we'll put you in touch with Clive. Oh, okay. you <laughs> Thank you, You can you, have John. that one for free, Clive. <laughs> you can have that one free. You're far um, too kind. Do you see, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in people's jobs they're choosing. Obviously, your father is a Methodist minister, um, and that's an obvious calling, if you like. Do you see the work you're doing? You've talked about relationships and building relations with people. Do you see that as your calling? Yes, um, it, it is my calling, uh, and, and it's, something, it's something that I don't even second guess about, because mm -hmm. even though I'm at university studying um, full time, I still find the time to get involved in supporting different charities, mm -hmm. uh, different, uh, you know, voluntary, uh, you know, uh, you know, organisations, mm -hmm. not voluntary organisations. And for me, the dedication is is, is creating a positive impact mm -hmm. and making a difference in the society and presenting opportunities mainly for young people and even older people as well, mm -hmm. but also bringing skill sets um, such as uh, technology. Mm -hmm. uh, Digital, digital communication yeah. and, and a range of different things I've learned over the past mm. few years mm. at, at school and at other mm. institutions whilst at work mm. uh, but mainly a people's role mm. or environment that's mm. where I can see myself thrive and, and doing my best good, good if you were banished I don't know if you've ever watched listen, you're, you're too young to listen to Desert Island Discs on the radio <laughs> but if you were banished to a Desert Island Clive um, would there be a piece of music or a hymn or something that you, a, a musical thing that you would take with you? What would you want to have if you were on your own and there was only one hymn you could take? I'm, I'm stealing their idea, but <laughs> is there one hymn or song? Doesn't have to be a hymn, a Christ, doesn't have to be a Christian hymn. Something that you that speaks to you. Uh, it's the struggle for for a person who loves music and has got listens to a lot of albums. You can only have one. Only have one. You can only have one. Ah. Uh, and one that really, that really, you kind of, you listen to and it lifts you up. Okay. Provided the question is asked, well, you ask now, I mean, currently, as of late, I've been, I've been loving this song, Blessed Assurance. All right. Yes. Okay. Blessed yeah. Assurance, Jesus yes. is mine. Mm -hmm. I love that because it, it's, it mm. speaks volumes to me and I can relate with every single word that's on there. That's and, great. Yeah, so. You can take that with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And Clive, I've got one more question for you. What does the resurrection mean to you? The resurrection means it's another chance. Mm -hmm. Another chance, another opportunity to start again, to come to life. Mm -hmm. And I say this because there are situations and times when we feel that we can, we can no longer do stuff. We can no longer be in positions of, 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 of influence or power or whatever it is. The situation is dead, but resurrection is about starting again, coming mm. back to life in a new form. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. Yeah. 
Clive, thank you very much for your time, your openness and your honesty. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, John. Thank you for having me here.